Hello, I'm Mark Mance, and I'm sitting at the QSO VSO 50th anniversary event with Susan Anstein. Welcome, Susan. Thank you. Uh, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Uh, Susan, I'd like to start uh, just by asking you uh, about your experience with QSO VSO. Uh, where did you Where did you go? I served with QSO in Sunyani, Ghana, in 1965 to 67. At the time. My name was Susan Mary Smith. My ex-husband Michael and I were the first QSO uh, volunteers in the Brangafo, well, in that part of the Brangafo region. The first QSO volunteers in Sunyani. And what were you doing in Sunyani? I I was teaching French, and Michael was teaching math. And it was kind of interesting at the time, since the borders to Ivory Coast were closed. And my students were a little bit wondering for what reason they needed to learn to speak French. What originally got you interested in What made you apply and go on this journey? It was the 60s, the early 60s, and I was American. My husband was Canadian, is Canadian, and we first applied to the Peace Corps, but they wouldn't accept Canadians, and that's how we heard about CUSA, when we desperately, we were both in school in New Jersey, and desperately seeking ways to get out of New Jersey, so we applied to every possible way to get out of New Jersey, and luckily for us, CUSA was the way, willing to take, willing to take, take, um, thinking back, uh, 1965, you Ghana, what was the first thing you can remember? Feeling or uh, smells or something? I had never been out of uh, eastern North America. Going to my Ottawa um, training was the first time I'd been out of the country, actually. But I, I, there were two things that struck me. We flew over to Africa on a Canadian Air Force plane. So the first stop, because it wasn't a direct flight, first stop was in France. And I had been a French major, so I was so excited to be in France, I couldn't believe it. And then we flew, and I think we landed in... Um, if you uh, have future volunteers listening, oh, I just went blank uh, on the, in, in one of the French um, uh, countries. But it was just a brief stop, and, and then we landed in Accra, and it was so hot and so humid. Yeah. And I, I've uh, talked to other volunteers, and we all seem to have that that amount of humidity and heat. And after a couple of days in Accra, we got a back of a wooden truck but in Jamaica, and I drove further and further and further and further away and sort of dropped volunteers off on the way until there were only four of us left on the bus and I'll not forget we were the next to the last couple off and Max and Marty Pierce as they took off the, the expressions on their face were no! At some point, you probably thought went by, they had forgotten about you. Getting uh, off this truck. No, I mean, we, but we were like totally <laughs> up for adventure yeah, at that point. So, but uh, today, well, as a result of this. Um, Meeting. So I've yeah. looked through the. My mother kept all of the letters that I wrote to her. I really don't advise people 
to reread those letters because I was quite a naive little whiner looking at looking back on it. But we had a great experience in the sense that we were there for the first year we were there um, under the reign of Kwame Nkrumah. So we were there during the coup. So it was kind of a before and after experience. And one of the things that changed immediately the day after the coup was that the two Russian volunteers who were at the school were gone. They were disappeared. But it was... Um, a completely amazing, life-changing experience forever. And some of my best friends remain CUSA volunteers. Not that we were in the served together, but we've met and you sort of run into somebody and, oh, CUSA. We can recognize the do-gooded nature and we haven't done enough for the world nature. And it's just kind of a continuing experience for us. So besides the long truck rides, what are some of the memories that come back? from God, that's right. things okay. you did, people you met while you were there. Well, I suppose the overwhelming memory is the memory of our students. Right. And at that time, because I was teaching French and it was the early 60s, my I, my, I vowed only to speak French to my students. Of course, English was their second language, so French was their maybe third or fourth language. But uh, once they opened the border to Ivory Coast, we arranged to take our students to Abidjan. And it was incredible because for the first time they really understood that this is a language that's spoken in another country. Mm -hmm. And I just reread one of my letters and I found that Sunyani, Susek, Sunyani Secondary High School, all of my students got 100% in the oral exams. Oh, I didn't write down what they got in the written exam, so I don't know what the answer to that was. And uh, yeah, I, I remember, um, I remember, all the women got fat and all the men got thin. I didn't like that too much. Um, I remember the dark nights. Mm. I remember the um, just the dancing. Oh, we yeah. did a huge amount of dancing. Really? Yeah. So uh, dancing is obviously very important. To Oh yeah. Culture. And, yeah, yeah, and we, uh, I mean, we'd go out on weekends and yeah. d high life, and we all still high life in that 1960s yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was a, that was a great experience for us. Um, on the flip side, what were some of the challenges? When I first the got there, things? I I I guess I was a little scared. Yeah. Um, I wasn't used to bugs because I was born in the Bronx and yeah. grew up in New Jersey. So I had a little bit of a problem with bugs. Um, I admire to this day the women who were single and went out by themselves. I, it was great to have somebody there right. with me. Right. Um, I never experienced fear of people except for the time that our house was broken into and then I was uh, the thief was in the house during a lightning storm, mm. and I was so paralyzed with fear that I couldn't scream. Right. But we were fine. He just robbed just our radio. But 
I felt secure in that way. But I guess I was homesick. Yeah. You know, I experienced some homesickness. Yeah, for sure. But I guess we all did, you know. And then, you know, obviously, in, that was the year, the years of the blue aerogram, and it took six or eight weeks to communicate with right. anybody. Right, It's not as instant as right. today. Right. I also um, was not too afraid of snakes, which was good. This is just reminding me, one time we had um, an invasion of, uh, we had locusts. Oh, yes. And the locusts all died. And a few days later, this uh, wall of ants, probably half a kilometer wide, came through the school compound. And um, we put, we were advised to put kerosene around our house. Right. So as they approached, we lit the kerosene, and they just made a, a big, you know, they, cut, they moved around like the house. Water going around the right around the house. I mean, I hadn't thought about that for 45 wow. years. So the ants were following the, the locusts. They were following the locusts. Yeah. Wow. And I think of those, I mean, those memories, you know, come back in little, like, like shooting yeah. stars. Yeah. And I think, Little wow. snapshots. Yeah, yeah little that snapshots. was pretty amazing. Interesting. So after your time in Ghana, what, uh, did you come back to Canada or the U.S.? Came back uh, to Canada and, and what have you been involved um, in? I, uh, got a job um, at the McGill Library, but I think oh, I, be, I ultimately became a psychiatric social worker okay. and um, spent the next 30 years doing various, uh, being a therapist, basically. In, in Montreal? All, oh, I lived all around a lot. Okay. I lived a, a lot. My, uh, my ex-husband and I broke up, but we're good friends yeah. now. And yeah. I think, again, like ex-CUSO volunteers or mm -hmm. return volunteers. I've been involved in various different projects, most recently in a project in uh, Kenya. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's what CUSO RVs do. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about this project in Kenya. What, what is it? Uh, um, it was a, a project that was um, based around Rabur village, which is in western Kenya, mm -hmm. and uh, we raised money to start a nursery school, mm -hmm. uh, to start a health clinic, to do various agricultural interventions and food security issues. Okay. And I was, we were involved in the U.S., it's a, non, a 501c3 nonprofit, and we were involved for about six years, and we finally closed down the um, project, and the village is now supporting the school and the programs on its own. Okay, so yeah. you get, that project it was started a launch. the work, yeah, started it was the a work launch. and then the community itself has, yes, has, has taken, taken it over. over. Okay. Yeah. What was the actual name of the program? Rabur Village Project. Rabur Village Project. R-A-B-U-O-R. Interesting. Um, have you been involved in any other types of projects over the years? International yeah, projects. Yeah, international projects. Um, not in terms of being a volunteer, right. but I've organizing or donor. Donor, yeah. donor for forty-five years right. for a variety of projects. Right. Um, but I've, I actually spent sort of the mid years right. of being back, uh, because I was a social worker. Mm -hmm. I was quite involved in uh, U.S.-based right. things like right. that. But it was only after retiring that I began to not so much think globally, because I always thought right. globally, but 
that I decided I need to act a little bit yeah. more globally. Yeah. But now I'm coming back to acting locally, locally again. Well. So yeah. great, great. Um, if there's a, a message you would give to a, a new generation of, of QSO volunteers, what would it be? You know, my family thinks I'm really bossy and preachy. Yeah. And I think that my message is just to discover for yourself because I don't particularly want to give advice. Yeah. That's good advice. <laughs> discover for yourself. Do it yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Learn by doing. Learn by doing. Yeah. Great. Well, Susan, thank you very much for your, you, your years uh, with CUSO and, and everything and for the interview today. Okay. Enjoy the rest of the 50th anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.